Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is your host, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, over the course of the show, you've heard about mediumship and quite a bit about karmic astrology from me, and you've heard mention that I'm a channel. Today, you're going to hear about uh, um, a huge chunk of a, of a free download from my site about healing suicide, which is, in fact, uh, a teaching on coming out of despair and understanding the kinds of choices and emotional states that can lead to suicide. And uh, I do quite a bit of channeling. I do Usually I do monthly full moon calls, uh, channeling this being for people, and check those out at tdjacobs.com. They're right around the full moon every month. And also there's a wide variety of books and MP3s at tdjacobs.com forward slash media.html where you can uh, get in touch with this Ascended Master and also, uh, you know, through those products. And also I do channel him in readings for people upon request. So you can keep that in mind if you want a reading and talk to this being to understand your own soul's journey. So I hope you enjoy uh, Healing Suicide today. Hello, this is the Ascended Master Jehudi speaking, a.k.a. Thoth, Thoth, Toth, Toth, St. Germain, Ed Merlin, and others. We're speaking through this channel today to support you in unearthing healing, resolving, releasing, and altering your relationship with a particular experience that is available to humans at any given time. This is a topic that is very difficult to deal with, whether you are on one side of the experience or the other, whether you have done this or you are left after somebody else uh, you know or care about has done this. And yet today we also wish to frame this topic in terms of the multidimensional nature of your soul and how that comes through in any given life. This is referencing the fact that emotions that you have, quandaries, passions, uh, desires, fears, concerns, anxieties, the most important ones are shared across time between all of your soul's various lives lived at different points along the earth timeline. You have been trained to call these past lives. We prefer to call them your soul's other lives or your other lives lived along the earth timeline. We wish to speak about the effects of suicide, about the free will, uh, about the effects on the person, uh, the person who makes this choice and carries this, the, out this action, and then also talk about the effects on the soul, talk about the effects to that uh, soul in other lives, and then also to talk about the effects on others and what the learning opportunity or invitation is for others when this happens. The driving force in your human life is your free will. You have choice at all times. You always have choice. Suicide is simply one other choice. As we have begun this exploration, note any reactions, any hair trigger or knee-jerk energetic emotional reactions you may have when we use the word suicide. There is such a terrible 
set of connotations. Despair, loss, grief. Lost time, wasted life, lost youth, wasted youth. All of these different things that get attached to this word. When in fact we are simply using a word that speaks about one option that a human has when it comes to free will living any given life along the Earth timeline. To begin this exploration, I'm inviting you to check your reactions. Not check as in stop, but to be aware of your reactions. At uh, any time during this teaching, note what you react to. Make a mental note. As you listen again later, perhaps, after you've taken in the whole teaching and you have some perspective on the view uh, that I wish to offer you, then go back through and listen again and make some notes on paper about what has really triggered you. So whatever does trigger you will be difficult or, or promise to open uh, a box uh, deep in your psychic basement that is full of difficult emotions, painful memories of one kind or another, and also visceral sensations of pain and painful memories. So this might not be easy. This might not, whatever comes up for you, be simple. And uh, it may be straightforward, but you will have to look at parts of you that carry some shame or judgment or fear, pain, and these pained and anxious memories of what has happened in the past. As we speak to you today, if you are not familiar with the effect that we aim to have as we communicate with you on a regular basis, or at any given time when we do, we seek to access parts of you that are ready to heal. Healing, in this case, means admitting into consciousness some things that are difficult for your human self to look at and experience. Being willing to be with feelings, that might be challenging. Change your mind about why these uh, events have happened and what the feelings that you have about them are about and what it means. And then resolve to move forward, being integrated and more whole, with parts of you that have, uh, to date, kept out of the way because of the pain that they carry. They, you, you do not want them on the surface, so they go away and they hide often. That's what healing is today in terms of this conversation. To begin with, we must explain about soul, what it is, and uh, what happens in the incarnation process, in the beginning and the end of it, birth and death. And this will not be an extended uh, conversation, but it will be enough to set up the conversation about suicide so you understand more about what the soul is about and how this particular choice affects soul in the long run. To begin with, soul is a portion of divine consciousness. Soul has never forgotten its true nature as a divine being, as a creative being, as a trafficker in love, love being the currency of power in the universe. We have recently shared this phrase with the channel, and he finds it uh, a bit inspiring and intriguing, and his ears perk up. The currency of power in the universe is love. Your soul is always aligned with love. Your soul forgets nothing. Your soul forfeits nothing. Your soul is the divine. And your soul has, so to speak, erupted, bled through, into this dimension, time-space dimension, in which you live in these physical bodies that age and die. You erupt, your soul's consciousness erupts into this dimension. All of you seek meaning 
to know that you belong here or that the universe has an order or that there is a benevolent uh, decision maker at work or at play, depending on how you wish to see things. When you understand what soul is, what it is about, what it is trying to do, and how you are related to it, and how it is uh, related to you, some of that sense of meaning becomes available, and this is why we come through this channel. This is why this channel uh, has made himself available to, to uh, provide these teachings. It is in his desire to seek and create meaning, and to share with you how to do so as well. And understanding soul is a major component of this. Understanding the life and death process in general is a, is a portion of this part of conversation about soul. Soul never forgets its true nature as a divine, powerful, creative being that traffics in love, and that only loves. The decision by all that is was made to split off into apparently discrete pieces, apparently separate parts, apparently discrete beings. This is you and everyone you've ever met, including animals and plants and people, and the earth itself, in fact. These portions, when embodied, such as a human or an animal, forget the true nature of soul. The soul intends that its embodied extensions forget its true nature. And it comes here to learn about what it means to come here, to learn about what it means to make choices, to perceive or the presence or the lack of free will, to make choices or to have choices made for one, uh, in the case of perceiving no free will, and dealing with the results of making choices and not making choices. Free will is your power as a divine being, making a choice. And then, of course, relating this to the idea that the currency of power is love, any choice you make from love increases your energetic currency, increases your spiritual power. And any choice made from anxiety or fear or tension, fear, the second of the two categories, love or fear, faith or fear, diminishes your spiritual currency and your spiritual power your energetic currency and power. But your soul has never forgotten. During these uh, rapidly changing times on Earth, according to the Earth timeline, you are all preparing for December of 2012. This is rapidly approaching. Uh, yet this mind calendar has, from our perspective, already ended, and you are in a, an adjustment phase of adapting to certain uh, endpoint in the opportunity to evolve consciousness. And you can begin now, you can begin 10 years ago, you can begin in 300 years, but the endpoint that uh, determines or indicates the um, ability to succeed at this evolution begins in October of 2011, according to the Earth timeline, for a variety of factors we will not go into today. I mean, the reasons uh, behind this. Suffice it to say that the evolution of consciousness has been underway for as long as anything has existed. And now uh, you have access to more tools in your toolbox. You are able to access past lives, for example. You are able to heal things much quickly, much more quickly. You are able to understand the context of this life in terms of your soul's journey. You are able to expand consciousness in ways that were not possible prior to October of 2011. This is the bottom line. Many teachings that have come through this channel were not 
impossible to come through prior to October of 2011, specifically because the evolution of consciousness was not ripe yet. It was not complete. This is not to say that everybody is now evolved. It is to say that the tools are now available. And your free will, your choice, if you make yourself available to evolve and heal and release and shed and change and alter your perceptions of why things have happened to you and why you have chosen to do things across time, and then you have the opportunity to evolve at a much quicker rate than ever before. One of the results, if you decide to be willing to do this, is that memories from the past can bleed through from past lives into this life, other lives across your timeline, uh, past and future, in fact. From the soul's perspective, all of your lives are happening simultaneously. And your intense fear of heights in this life is probably sourced in falling from a great height in another life or fearing it. Try that on for size. Anything that you are deeply afraid of probably echoes something going on in the Earth timeline somewhere else. Now, with this uh, ripening of the evolution of consciousness, this availability of the tools, and the uh, what I have not mentioned yet, the dissolution of barriers between dimensions, including the partitions within your consciousness, as these divisions and barriers and partitions have melted away with the end of the Mayan calendar in uh, October of 2011, what has bled through from the past that seems somewhat significant becomes out of proportion important. Becomes critically important to understand, alter, shift, and change your relationship with. Suicide is one of those experiences that some of you have uh, experienced. If you have in this life thought about suicide as a viable option or or something uh, you absolutely cannot do. This speaks to a relationship across time with the idea that you should end your life. It is not true that every human has in some life uh, been a suicide. But it is true that everybody experiences pain to the point of considering ending life. One's uh, relationship and perception of how to relate to a divine power is much to do with this, or, or I should say colors and effects any given human's relationship with the notion of suicide, because in many earth religions, suicide has been uh, frowned upon for different reasons. And for some people, even without religion, there is a sense of uh, moral code that holds uh, suicide as a negative, something that is unacceptable. And of course, philosophers have Philosophers are the uh, religious without uh, God, right? Philosophers are the same as uh, religion, religious people. Just uh, perhaps a different vocabulary, different word set, different scope. But they are trying to figure out the meaning of life. They're trying to figure out what is happening. And so philosophers have also spent a great deal of time, philosophers and theologians and moralists, relating to suicide, trying to understand what has happened, what the option is, and why it is or is not acceptable. I wish to share with you that there is no uh, being outside yourself frowning upon suicide. 
your spirit guides and the ascended masters and angels, divine intelligences floating around, uh, want you to love yourself enough to create opportunity and to create experience and to enjoy being alive as you learn about uh, making choices and expressing free will and dealing with the results. But there is no external god sitting on a marble throne handing out demerits for those who kill themselves. This is not what is happening here in this uh, in this situation. So now that you understand a little more about uh, the nature of soul, it does not forget its true nature. And it exists outside time, observing the results of your choices. Let us look at the impact of any of, of, on the soul of an individual's choice to commit suicide. Essentially, the soul learns from every choice that a human makes. And so a person who commits suicide does not damage the soul. Again, there is no external authority figure, including soul that is uh, judging you. Soul does not judge you because you end your life. Soul says, my personality in this life didn't perceive that there was hope, didn't perceive that I was able to proceed, find a solution, find love, create something meaningful, get out of this bind, stop judging myself, whatever it is. The soul is not judging the person who commits suicide. The soul essentially checks off on its list of possible experiences. Ah, yes, the ending of one's own life. Yes, I've now experienced that. That's what it feels like. So that soul is observing the human feelings, the feelings that lead up to the event and the choice, what it feels like to do that, and then the after effects, and how across time, in other lives, at other points on the Earth timeline, those other humans are affected by this choice somewhere on the timeline. As the channel has integrated uh, some of these teachings that we offer about suicide without having gone into this full-blown teaching as we are today, he has observed, and he has also spoken with, as a medium, he has spoken with the spirits of the deceased, both those who are unprocessed and therefore kind of hanging around on earth and those who have processed, gone through orientation, and quote-unquote, gone into the light, uh, these, uh, having worked as a medium with both of these uh, kinds of uh, uh, people from these scenarios, as well as uh, me and um, his spirit guides, he has uh, worked quite a, a number of times with people uh, who have uh, had past lives of suicide. And this thought comes back. Sometimes the visceral memories of having done something to the self. So this is one of the effects that, that must be dealt with. The afterlife effects of suicide are the multi-life effects of suicide. It is not a guarantee that a person who commits suicide is tortured in the afterlife. It is not uh, necessarily true that that person does not cross into the light. Uh, every spirit, uh, every bit of soul, every bit of consciousness that, that uh, separates from its physical body, which is to say at the moment of death, separates has the option of altering course and altering perception and opening up his or her mind and seeing the truth of what's happening, receiving guidance and uh, going into what you would call the light. Crossing over is a very common phrase among humans working with life and death and those who have died. But the person certainly can, the spirit, newly departed spirit certainly can stay in a state of torment. It, it depends upon the journey. It depends upon what purpose suicide serves in a life. And 
to your human mind, it may seem that the only purpose that suicide serves is to end a life. Sometimes, in fact, suicide serves the other purposes, one of them, one of them being, in fact, proving to the self that one can manage one's destiny. Proving to the self that one can make a choice, and therefore that is empowering. So there are instances of suicide where everybody who is surviving is, you know, the person has lived uh, in various uh, states of despair or levels of uh, pain, kills the self, and this proves to the self that the person has the power to make a choice and has the right to be the operator of his or her life. And in the final analysis, from the soul's perspective, from goddesses and God's perspective, that can be a positive in the long run. Wrap your mind around that. See if you can open your mind to this. This is not something that uh, any human uh, would uh, at first glance uh, open uh, to. And as I say these things, the channel is also with his head jaw dropped a little bit. Try it on for size. Suicide, from the soul's perspective, can be proof that the human has free will. If you are writhing in your seat or your skin is crawling or some part of you itches uh, energetically or literally, <laughs> please understand that this rattles a cage somewhere within you. If you do not know somebody who has suicided or, uh, and if you do not uh, remember doing this, and if you have not ever thought about it, you're in the minority. So even those who have not done, you might be listening to this and uh, you might have an itch, you might have something, you just, you want to turn this recording off. You want to stop thinking about this. And perhaps you're very clear you've never killed yourself. Perhaps you have an emotional memory, a visceral feeling that this is not something you have ever done or would do. You have had it happen around you. Despair has happened in your life. Pain has occurred. And you have felt between a rock and a hard place numerous times along the earth timeline. Again, what one thinks about God and what God is, and what God thinks about life and death and free will, uh, these will these conditionings, these uh, states of conditioning and levels, will affect uh, how you receive this. And so understand that different religions you've been raised in across your timeline do affect uh, how you hear this, including the religion you may have been raised in in this life, if there was one. One of the reasons we're offering this uh, teaching as a means for healing is to help you accept your divine power as a being with free will. Your power is in trafficking in love, but it is also in free will. And then, of course, you increase your currency, your energetic, emotional, spiritual currency, if you make choices based in love, and you decrease it if you make choices based in fear. But you are goddess and god. You are the divine intelligence incarnated in human form. I'm going to invite you to do a meditation wherein you make peace across time with the idea that you might have hurt yourself. Suicide is an extreme example of this. But the judgments that you would carry if you, across time, or we wish to say at some point on the earth time when I've done this, the judgments that you carry about self run deep. 
It is a crime against nature, you have heard. It is a crime against God. It is a crime against life. You have heard many things about how suicide is a crime. Through human eyes, you seek to create society, order, law, stability, structure. And yet there are individuals who cannot play nicely with others and cannot play nicely with themselves and have ended their lives. So I invite you to sit down and do a meditation, get into a grounded state, and forgive yourself across time for hurting yourself in any and all ways, including suicide, if that has been part of your story. If that has been a choice, if it has. You may not consciously remember it. There are those who do. The channel remembers it very directly. The channel often, when he is afraid, he feels his wrists being vulnerable. He is very clear that in some life, across the Earth timeline, he has cut his wrists. He has killed himself. That is the one that comes forward first, but there are other ways. Because there are some individuals who have experienced such despair over time that they do not know what to do. They do not know what else to do other than check out. And nothing but death truly checks one out. And this is a process the channel goes through to deal with these physical memories. But what is more important is to deal with the attitude that leads to doing violence to oneself. And this is primarily what one must deal with in other lives. Self-destructive patterns of various kinds are not as extreme as suicide, but they are. <laughs> you might know somebody who seems to have uh, drank or drugged or eaten him or herself to death. And sometimes uh, behaviors over the long term can seem destructive patterns that are leading to death. So perhaps if somebody does something acute in the short term and commit suicide. It's sometimes more difficult than watching somebody eat himself to death over 40 years or drink herself to death over 15 years. So one of the reasons we're asking uh, you to open to these, this teaching is so that you can make peace with the fact that you have the power to hurt yourself. To have some acceptance surrounding the truth that you have free will. that you can treat yourself well or poorly. You can nurture and pamper yourself. You can nurture yourself, or you can end your life. Uh, this is such a deep topic for many people who have and have not had this experience across time, because if you have not had it, you have observed others experience it, others choose it. So the first primary effect on the self across time, is to have to deal with the fact of having committed such violence on one's own self. I would like for you now to make peace with the fact that you have free will, and that you can choose anything, including to end your own life in a horrible way. I also want you to make peace with the fact that as part of this free will, you can treat yourself kindly. And I'm inviting you to draw a line in the sand, and whatever judgments that you have carried about yourself, whether related to this topic, the thoughts of suicide or memories of having done it, 
I want you to draw a line in the sand and make the decision going forward to treat yourself with more kindness, no matter what it is that has come before, no matter what it is that you have chosen. I want you to accept the fact that you have enough power to remove yourself from the human game. You have that strength. I want you to accept this and I would enjoy it if you wanted to be here and play with us. I personally would enjoy this. <laughs> the channel would, everybody else would do. But you must uh, recognize the fact that you have the strength, you have the right to do anything. This is essentially what uh, many Earth religions try to keep you from understanding. Because if you have the right to do anything, it's either anarchy, or people leave, or people end their lives if they're feeling despair, and the religion and the society and the family and the culture cannot survive. So there is this huge push to demonize any choice to check out, especially suicide. We want you to accept your power and then to choose to stay here anyway. We want you to recognize your right to live or die and then choose to live anyway. The fact is that if you are here, your soul has chosen that you experience being here. So I would also like you to draw a line in the sand and any wasted time in this life, any wasted time because of another life ending early, because of a suicide or any other factor, I would like for you to make peace with the fact that there is no, nothing lost. I want you to accept the truth that there's no such thing as a mistake and a waste of time because you have learned something valuable through the experience, whatever it was. We return to this precept, this truth. The currency of power in the universe is love. Currency and power might seem uh, words that don't go with love, but understand that love is the exchange of energy. Love is the embodiment. There is uh, The power of love is when you embody the energy of love. And it is what makes the world go round. <laughs> Though, of course, that looks like money, uh, which is tied to power uh, through your dualistic way of looking at things. But understand that true strength is not about how much, res how many resources you have or connections or strength or vigor or health or youth. It is not about money and houses. It is not about uh, access to resources. True power is about love being willing to see all parts of yourself and then love all parts of yourself unconditionally, being willing to see all parts of yourself and then unconditionally love each and every one of them. This is one of the things we are doing here today, inviting you to look at parts of you that have been shaped by committing suicide or witnessing it around you or considering it or thinking about it or obsessing about it or focusing on it. Continuing with the individual effects across time. Given this notion of uh, this truth, this the currency of power in the universe is love. When a person ends his or her life, this person cannot see this truth. Person does not believe in the power of generating love. Perhaps has seen the power of love leave him or her through the end of a relationship or the loss of 
strength through duality, resources, connections, opportunities, things like this, and does not understand the true nature of uh, you as an energetic divine being. And that strength comes from self-love. We are told about usefulness and appropriateness. This is how we are trained through human culture in over many thousands of years. And yet the value that you put on yourself is everything. When you end your own life, you stop valuing yourself. If you have arrived at that through a process of navigating duality, I do not have this, and so therefore I am not strong. I do not have this. I lost this. I cannot get this, no matter what I do, etc. And I therefore am not who I need to be. If your self-definition is tied to material reality, you will be disempowered, no matter how many resources you have. If you have $3 to your name and you tie your sense of self-worth and your ability and your willingness to love yourself to those $3. What will happen, do you think? Nothing good. <laughs> Eventually, you'll have to spend it to buy something to eat. If you have uh, 300 bagillion million trillion dollars and you identify your willingness to love yourself with that sum... The sum will change. Eventually you will buy something. The sum will go down. So you must be wary in the present moment, each and every one of you, of tying your willingness to love yourself, your ability to be kind to yourself, to material resources, material reality. You must reconnect with your power as a divine being, which is in love. Acceptance kindness, compassion, and here's a big one, giving yourself the benefit of the doubt. It will be much easier for each of you to give other people the benefit of the doubt when it comes down to it, and you must do this for yourself. The benefit of the doubt is a transaction based in love. Give it to yourself. When it comes to this conversation about suicide, this is a very intense and serious topic. Look at if there are any lingering ideas about what life is for, and what God or the universal life or the earth or whomever, uh, insert name of deity here, what that other intelligence that seems to have power over you, or perhaps seems that it should have power over you, observe what you believe life is for and how other people have taught you and told you and what you have absorbed. The fact is that life is a learning process. Life is a learning journey for souls, for portions of divine intelligence having temporarily forgotten their true nature as powerful creators to learn about how to be here through free will while being tied to time. That's what's happening here. You're observing the effects of free will, observing the results of your choices. That's what's happening. Anything else that you find is a belief you have absorbed or, or created, probably absorbed and adopted from somebody else, whether directly taught to you or modeled to you. When you find yourself uh, in despair, perhaps when you're in despair, you do not get to the place of uh, feeling suicidal or thinking that you should end your life. But, again, that is an extreme, and this is essentially a, 
a teaching about despair as opposed to suicide, though it looks like it's about suicide because we well, we go straight to the most difficult place and then we want to under help you understand the spectrum of possibilities that uh, and the range that can lead up to this extreme. But being in despair, I challenge you to commit now to remembering that love is the currency of power in the universe the next time you are in despair. And I want you to step back from the part of you that feels the despair and say, yes, I feel despair. This part of me feels despair. And ask yourself, how in this situation have I decided I am not the power of love? What is it that has led me to this place of believing that I am not the source of love? That I am powerless because of some external circumstance and that love cannot fix it, change it, alter it, vibrate me out of this scenario. What belief have I given my power to that keeps me in despair? This begins the process of self-analysis, self-awareness, that I want you to do with a gentleness, a kindness and compassion, accepting that parts of you that you carry with you and very often identify with. Parts of you have fears that are based in memories of real situations and real dynamics, actual events that have caused a lot of pain. You are an energetic being carrying multiple frequencies. And operating from multiple frequencies at once. On a regular basis, you are being the radio dial with of your consciousness is being tuned to this fear, that joy, that passion, that desire, that sense of lack, this love, always back and forth, left and right, and all over the spectrum. These are parts of you vibrating in different ways. These are parts of you vibrating in different frequencies. We have said that there are two motivations, right? Two vibrations. Two places, uh, the context we brought it up in was the context of you can make a choice from love or from fear. Faith or fear. And when it comes to these frequencies uh, on which you vibrate and broadcast, there are varying degrees. It is not all black and white, but look through the gray and you find black or white. Is this loving or is this something other than loving? <laughs> is this full of faith or is this something else? It is very easy to see. Part of you will want to uh, not surrender identities developed through fear and pain. And so there will be some inner conversation, but I want you to commit to the inner barometer of what is true and what is loving and what is not. And to see the difference very clearly, immediately, no matter what. We return to this issue of doing violence to the self, scale being relative, suicide being an extreme. When it comes to suicide, when it comes to doing violence to the self, 
view this as a choice. View this as a choice that your empowered divine self has made, even if from a place of fear. Classify it as a choice based in fear. I cannot do this, I cannot be this, so I'm going to do this to hurt myself, etc. And draw a line in the sand and make a commitment going forward to be kinder to yourself, to be more understanding, to be more accepting. And one way to kill yourself can look like a lack of imagination, but it is a lack of faith and a lack of love. If, for example, somebody seems very loving to others, but exists in a state of despair and ultimately kills the self, you think, well, this person was such a kind and loving soul. This person was so generous. That just doesn't make any sense. But see that the person was loving everybody else and not the self. You are the hardest person for you to love unconditionally. And when suicide is a factor in a karmic story in the journey of soul, it is about love. It is about having faith in the self as being the source of love. If you are feeling very intrepid, and uh, many of you I invite to my sphere do, you have these wonderful shining moments of, of intrepidness, I'm not sure if that is a word, being intrepid, you can sit down and begin the affirmation, do this daily for months. I am the source of love. I choose to be the source of love. I am the source of love. I am the source of love. And you do this over and over again to essentially press on knots, blocks, and bruises in your energy field for parts of you that do not believe that you are the source of love. If you feel, if you perceive that suicide has been an issue in your karmic history, if you have the memory of killing yourself, or if you have the thought in your head in this life at during any period, understand that it's a, an issue across time. If this is true of you, do this affirmation. I am the source of love. This will call forth parts of you that do not believe it. And then you gently, kindly, with understanding and the benefit of the doubt and compassion, work with these parts of you to change their minds about what is really happening here. They do not believe you are the source of love. They believe somebody else is the source of love and it is denied. That somebody else has not given it. Mom, dad, wife, husband, child, sibling, God, universe, goddess, anybody who was perceived to be the source of love who was not the self will lead to the person feeling a lack of love. It is inevitable. Now let us speak briefly about the rock and the hard place, <laughs> the space between them. Faith is the element that is uh, missing when the space between a rock and a hard place leads to the end of a life, suicide. When a problem comes up in our lives, we 
are invited to look at what manifestation is creating this or what uh, thing in our energy field, what frequency are we vibrating or broadcasting that creates this scenario? When we find ourselves uh, between two difficult places, making a choice is feeling that we must make one choice, but uh, both of our options are terrible or lead to uh, potentially terrible things. We must adopt a bird's eye view in order to understand what is truly happening. What am I supposed to be learning here? Now, in those moments, we will feel the emotional pressure. Of course, this is what happens to humans. We learn through difficulty. We learn through emotions. We learn through the expression of free will. If it is a simple, or if it is, in fact, uh, simply a matter of making one terrible choice over another, the mind, of course, will come in and do a lot of analysis and technical analysis. And a lot of uh, self-doubt will arise. I shouldn't make any choice. How could I make this choice? If I make this choice, so-and-so suffers. I want you to understand that when you trust yourself, when you decide to trust your instinct and intuition, you will be presented opportunities to strengthen that through practice. So do that now. So that if you ever find yourself between a rock and a hard place, you're a little better off. I also wish to say that if you make a choice that causes another suffering, it is a co-creation between souls. And those souls love each other. The image comes to mind of a parent who must give up the child for adoption. How painful is this for that parent? How difficult? That choice, which could have been fueled by many, many things, many, many human factors. But that choice could not be made if the souls of all involved did not agree to participate, including the child, including the family or families that child went to, including the people who facilitated the transfer of the child. All of these souls are in cahoots to provide the right scenarios for each human involved. The channel uses this phrase, cahoots. I use the phrase, conspiracy of love. And he has begun to adopt it, and recently he taught a class where the students asked him at the end to write a book with that title, (laughs) The Conspiracy of Love. Because it is such a powerful idea. To imagine that every difficult scenario you have experienced in your life and relationship, and the responses of others to you when you have a difficult time, these are all based in the conspiracy of love between souls. They are, as the channel says, in cahoots together to provide the right sort of experiences for each other. And all souls only love each other. Everything that happens between humans happens because souls love each other. So as you look at making a choice that's difficult and you can't do it because you'll hurt somebody, understand that person, that person has a soul. That person's soul is divine consciousness setting up him or her. So trust yourself. Make the right choice for yourself. Consider it with compassion. Consider others. Yes, please. Because it teaches you about your obligations, your soul contracts. It teaches you about your expression of free will and uh, enables uh, fine-tuning the process of coming to know what is best for you by considering the effects on others. That's what I'm saying. But when you make the choice that is right for you and somebody else suffers, this is a co-creation of souls. This is not to let anybody off the hook for hurting each other. This is... That everybody, this is an invitation for everybody to accept responsibility for all that happens to him or her.
also being in a rock, being between a rock and a hard place, either results from loss or the threat of loss. And um, this is a relationship, or if this is uh, security and safety, this is money, this is a position or status, or this is love and acceptance. Anything that a person might lose, in fact, the person uh, to grow as a spiritual being is ready to lose. Astrologically, the, the running through the channel's mind is this comment. We will share it with you because it is useful. Astrologically, Pluto transits get a terrible rap for destroying things. And the fact is that when Pluto comes to touch something, something needs to be destroyed. Something is ready to pass into the next phase of its existence, even if that means dissolution or erosion, or in his terminology, being bulldozed so that something else can be uh, built and grown uh, in its place. So if you are facing loss or you are faced with a difficult choice because you have already lost something, this is a spiritual evolution opportunity for you to, uh, to understand your identification with what you possess. That was a brief uh, detour as we talk about the rocks and the hard places and finding ourselves between them in our human lives. When I say a phrase such as believing in the power of love, this sounds like it's from a uh, song, a ballad, <laughs> and the musicians have long hair and tight pants. And uh, it sounds like something uh, that is a romantic idea, a romantic ideal. But in fact, as we have said several times during this teaching, the currency of power in the universe is love. When you find yourself challenged and you face despair, you feel there is no hope. I challenge you to locate the part of yourself that can have faith that you are the divine creating an experience for yourself that is difficult. We acknowledge it is difficult. Please accept with compassion that you're having a difficult time when you're in such a state. Parts of you may see no hope, may see no reason to have hope. Find the part of you that can connect with soul more directly by understanding that you are here for a reason. And you do have free will. So I also ask you to draw a line in the sand, given all you've experienced in all of your life thus far. Look at all the situations in which you perceive you do not have choice or free will. And I want you to rewrite the history of why those experiences happened. Every time you perceive that you have not had free will and you were forced into a position to make a decision or something like this, you are in fact learning about free will. Learning about the experience of being guided by beliefs that limit your perceptions of your divine nature. I want you to drink this in. At any time, I'm going to repeat it, at any time that you find yourself having uh, been forced into a position, you are learning about free will by confronting the reality, the experience in real time, in real world manifest terms, of how your beliefs about life, the universe, God, your power, your strength, love, support, security, safety, the future, whatever, how those beliefs keep you 
from feeling strong and that you are the source of love. Some of these uh, beliefs will have been shaped when you were uh, formed and shaped and cemented when you were very, very young and everyone else was actually bigger energetically and physically. But many of those, uh, or those actually, all of them, uh, carry over from other lives. So this is an issue across time. Any belief that has kept you small is something that you as a divine being are using to keep you feeling small so that you learn as a human about the power of choice. And where this leads us to is when we perceive we don't have a choice and what we, what, what do we do? And this is a, this is a route that leads some people to suicide. Some of the people who commit suicide get there this way. I have no choice. I cannot continue. I can do nothing else at this point. And the fact is that this is a part of you speaking. Essentially, throughout this entire teaching, I have, in different ways, been inviting you and challenging you to call forth the part of you that can hear the difference, that can hear what a disempowered part of you is saying and believing, can see through that belief, and can accept these truths of uh, you being a powerful divine being and uh, love being the currency of power in the universe, and aligning with this part of you that can see the difference that knows better. Everything I do with you, for you, and all these words I throw at you, <laughs> and this channel so graciously offers you, as he allows me to speak through him, has to do with you aligning with the part of you that knows better, that can accept the truth of your divine existence, can accept the truth that you are co-creating every experience in your existence, in order that you as a divine being, as soul, as a portion of God and Goddess, as a portion of all that is, and the divine intelligence, learn what it means to make choices. But I want to be clear that the soul is not judging a person for doing this. The soul is always loving. The soul is never angry. The soul never feels let down. And your relationship with life and with yourself as the source of love is the key to healing all issues, personal issues that have to do with suicide. Thanks for joining me today uh, for this uh, extra special uh, episode of The Soul's Journey. Uh, my name is Tom Jacobs, and you can read more about my work, including how to uh, contact Jehudi and work with him uh, personally at uh, tdjacobs.com. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. 
Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com.